Hey team, this is Wayne Smith and this is the Olympia Boxing Podcast. Hope you and yours are all well and uh, everyone's nice and healthy. This week I've got a great guest. I've got uh, one of my fellow coaches at the club I coach at St Mary's ABC. I've got Jerome with us and um, Jerome is a great coach and he was a good boxer before he was a coach as well. And he has a great little story. He's achieved quite a lot for a young coach. And um, and we talk about the great work that St Mary's ABC does and the, and the champions that it's produced in the past and present. So please, I hope you enjoy this. Please grab yourself a cup of tea and sit back and enjoy. So let's go. How are you doing? Hello, not too bad, thanks you. Yeah, not bad, mate. We finally got there. A few technical yeah, issues yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, what a nightmare. How are you doing in isolation anyway, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Just trying to keep busy. Yeah, you're still working as well, aren't you, being a teacher? Yeah, in and out. We're on sort of a rota because we haven't got as many uh, students in. It's more the um, the vulnerable and key workers. So yeah, what yeah. they've done... How- and minimise yeah. people in the school. So a couple of days a week normally I've been going in. No, good stuff. How are you finding that? Are the kids all all right? Yeah, no, they're okay. It's, it's, it's a little, it's different to normal. It's not because they're all different age groups. It's not, uh, it's right, not okay. as, it, as it was. It's, yeah. um, so it's just, yeah, just trying to keep them, um, each each day they, they tell you what they did the day before. So you're not repeating lessons and stuff. Yeah. Just yeah. trying to make the best of a bad situation, really. Yeah, no, that's right, mate. Yeah, it is a bad situation we're in, isn't it? So, but yeah, cool. So, all right then, mate. So let's get stuck into the podcast. Then, thanks for coming on. Um, been good. It'd be good to get your get your um, views and everything like that, and and also to talk about the great St Mary's ABC. So, um, if we start with, like, if you can tell listeners who you are and what your role is, that'd be awesome. Uh, my name is Jerome Xavier. Um, well, role at St Mary's Boxing Club. I've uh, been coaching there since 2011. I was a, a boxer there when I was younger. Um, also, a member of a uh, child welfare officer. Um, yeah, and deliver safeguarding courses and stuff like that around Southern Counties. So yeah, just a voluntary coach. Good, excellent. So yeah, now you've been with the club um, most of your life now, mate, haven't you? Yeah, it's been, um, it's kind of, it is sort of quite, the club is a big part of sort of my life in terms of my dad used to box, I said, uh, for St Mary's in the sort of uh, 70s and 80s and he he was like an England international and stuff yeah. like that and then I started boxing there, you know, I did a little bit when I was young, young, but I didn't, I was in and out of football and but decided to actually have a bout when I was 14 and then boxed up to 19 and then, um, yeah, returned back in my late 20s, really. Went and did yeah. a university, qualified as a PE teacher and stuff like that. But then I went back and um, haven't looked back since. So, yeah, I'm yeah. The, what they call the, the last man standing. I said, mm. when, I, when I went back, I was like the rookie coach. Yeah. Um, but bit by bit, for different reasons, people have re- retired moved on etc so I'm actually the the last sort of the longest sort of uh voluntary sort of coach at the moment yeah you're the la- you're the last of the old fold as they say yeah 
Yeah, no, that's right. So, so you start, so you started when you were young, because obviously your dad, your dad boxed at a very high level, like you just say, he was England international and stuff. Um, you, you had your first bout at fourteen, then, yeah. 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 How many bouts did you go on to have? I think it's it's either it's one or two. No, it's even thirty. I think it's thirty-five. Thirty-five, thirty-five bouts. Because you you represented England as well, didn't you? Yes, yes, just the one time. So I wasn't, you know. Uh, amazing elite I said boxer. I started pretty young as a junior, but uh, mm. pretty old, sorry, as a junior at 14. But um, yeah. yeah, no, I said I did, did pretty well. Uh, got, yeah, got an England vest. And so, who did you box against um, for England? Was it a rep match or was it a Three Nations? Or no, nah, a rep match, it was England um, versus Wales. Oh, was it? Yeah, cool. yeah, down at the Winter Gardens in Margate. Oh, so it was a home match as well, was it? Oh, that's yes, nice. Yes. Nice down in Kent as well, even better. That, yes. that don't happen very often, does it? No, no, no. So it's good. Did you did you um did you win any titles? No, I said I sort of where I come into junior boxing reasonably late. Mm. Um each year I sort of first year, you know, uh went into championships. I was undefeated when I went in them. And then mm. um I like lost in the quarterfinals and then the next year I got to the the, a couple of semi-finals, um, and then the next year I got to the final. But um, in my last sort of youth year, uh, eighteen in the NABC Class Cs, uh, lost in the final. Bit of a um, bit of a dubious decision, but you know that's boxing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, boxing. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, fair enough. Um, yeah, so and then I sort of stepped up to senior level. Um, at eighteen, went straight into senior ABAs. Very young and fresh, had to box men. Yeah, um, 28, 29 year old, just my first couple of bouts, but uh, managed to do quite well actually. I said box one through the region, um, won the quarterfinals, and got to the, the semi finals of the uh, the senior ABAs in my first year, where that's I lost it, yeah. to Lenny Dawes, who went on to. Uh, I was Lenny Dawes. That's yeah. I was just thinking because I was just going to say you boxed a couple of good names, didn't you? And uh, it was Lenny that beat you in the ABAs, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, he was. He was uh, He's very, um, very busy, very busy, and just too mature, yeah. really. I think he was about twenty-four and had about ninety bouts, and obviously you know, yeah. a bit fresh. But yeah, no, he was really good, really good bout and that. But he beat me, won it, and then uh, obviously went on to become British um, professional champion mm. afterwards. So fair play to him. Yeah, no, good stuff. And you also, you also shared the ring with uh, a future world champion, didn't you? Yes, um, Darren Barco was with Repton. Yeah. He went on. Um, yeah, and I bumped into him about well, a few on as an amateur coach. It was a yeah. We had a boxer Repton uh, was guesting for Repton Dan Willis Junior up at yeah. York Hall, and there was a Tony Adams. Uh, he had a team from Azerbaijan over, and he was team manager because he'd done some football coaching out there. Yeah, Darren Barker was the uh, leading the Repton sort of manager team, and I bumped into him because we had a boxer guesting for him. And I had yeah. a quick chat, and um, yeah, he said, "I do remember you actually." He said because that was his first national title. We had won. We he beat me in the semi-finals of the NABCs. Oh, um, yeah, so it was him that beat you in the semis, was it? Yeah, I was yeah. just that was, that was what my next question was going to be. Was it a club bout or was it championships? But yeah, oh, so it was him that pitched you to the post in the NABCs, and then Lenny Dawes pitched you in the ABAs as well. Yes, yes. No, yeah. it's good, but they're not too bad men to lose to, though, are they? No, no, no. So it's uh, it's all it's all good. That's boxing, you know. You win some and you lose some, and 
yeah. Um, yeah, there's no no shame. It's good to see them go on. They've done well. So um, yeah, no, that's right. But you've done well as well, mate, in your coaching, haven't you? Like you've created a lot of champions, helped like, with a good team of coaches. But but you've um, you've done quite a lot as a coach now as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, quite. Um, sort of got into it. As, uh, I did my level one um, just off my own back, and in those mm. days you had to be affiliated to a boxing club. Um, yeah. And I was working as a young PE teacher, and I just thought I'd do it level one. But you know, I did it. Paper. I rung up. Uh, he was sort of uh, one of the lead coaches from when I uh, from when I was boxing. He was a coach there, so I knew him, Dave Bowler. And I rang him yeah. up and I said, "Look, can you just put my name down? You know, I'm not. I can't commit, but um, put me down. I'll pay for it." Did that, and then um, a year later, I decided to do my level two. Did the same thing, paid mm. for it and stuff, and um, then. You do it one weekend, and then they send you away to practice. But I didn't mm. have anyone to practice with, so I rang him and said, um, "You know, can I sort of pop down and just sort of uh, do a little bit of practicing?" Um, and then I did the did the final thing, passed it, and then I said, "Oh, I can't really commit, but if I I could definitely do one evening a week. I don't want to let anyone down. Is that mm. okay?" And he said, um, "Yeah, that's fine." And then, so I started off one day a week, and then it is very addictive. Soon it was two nights a week, then it was three, and then it was. Then you want you train them during the week, and you you're boxing on the weekend, and you want to sort of see how they're getting on, and then you end up, um, yeah, loads of shows, and yeah, I've come a long way. I've sort of been in now you haven't left, levels. though. What's that, sorry? <laughs> I said, now you haven't left. No, 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 never left. It's mad. Yeah, everyone, everyone there. Who was there before me? They're not there no more. So yeah, yeah. but um, I didn't. Even, I didn't think I would get so involved. But um, yeah, I've had some some great experiences working with grassroots, um, low level boxers, people who you know only ever ever have a couple of bouts. But some of them yeah. that that is like um, a big achievement for them. And um, but then also I've I've had uh, ex- experience working with from people from no bouts up to schoolboy champion national level. Um, mm. and junior ABA, youth, uh, and then uh, even being heavily involved from his first bout, along with the other coaches, um, uh, Carolee Talmer, um, mm. seeing him through from his first bout, which I remember, and then seeing him in the Youth Olympic gold medal rostrum. So that's yeah. a, a massive thing, experience for me to see, you know, see it all the way through sort of thing. Yeah, no, of course it is an achievement, isn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? It's you guys that, that created him, like his boxing. So it's a massive achievement for everyone involved there, isn't it? So no, brilliant. So do you want to tell us the history of St Mary's Boxing Club? Um, well, I said, I know a fair bit about it. I wouldn't know exact dates mm. and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I should, get, and should get kiddo on one day. He'd, he'd be able yeah, to that he, one he, fully, wouldn't he? Yeah, between us, yeah, no. But I know that um, it, it started in a different venue, but in like sort of, I think it was the nineteen twenties. It started, but it was yeah, called going about you know, years, isn't it? But it was called like you know Chatham ABC, and then but the current, and then they moved to the current premises and renamed St Mary's. I think in like the thirties or. Mm. Uh, something like that so it's been there in an old old sort of um, barn um, it's a small facility um, which people don't a lot of people when they come for sparring they're quite shocked because they come in yeah. and they, they you know have heard of the seen us on the circuits in the boxes that we've produced and they, they say oh this is much smaller than 
what what we thought and I was like, what do yeah. you mean? And they're going, oh, well, we just assumed it would be a really good facility because it's really old, like, you know, a few cobwebs and that around. It's a rickety old building on two floors, but very small floors. Um, and uh, yeah, so, but we over the years, it's we, we've had, you have to be quite, um, as a coach, to, to you have to think on your feet and get different people working in different areas so that it's not too crowded and stuff like that. Yeah. That's where we've got lots of different sessions running, haven't we? Yeah, you have to have loads of sessions so that we have them in smaller groups, otherwise they can't yeah. fit. And no, and they get better out. They get better attention out of it as well. And that's yeah. probably one. That's probably one of the key why the success of the boxers, isn't it? Because of them different sessions and moving them up into their levels and stuff. Yeah, we used to have them all in like all junior cardio boxers, and like um, they used to have beginners at six, and then um, up until about probably five years ago. Um, mm. It was in seven till half eight was uh, the and um, like all junior cardio boxers, but you might have like you know you might have sort of fifteen twenty boxers like and in a small confined space it was really difficult yeah um, to get so we we talked about it some were some coaches were not so keen some were more keen we thought we'd trial it and basically have shorter sessions but like um, but more of them so we had a late mm. session and they. They cross over in terms of time. One's finishing, one's warming up, which is um, difficult to manage sometimes. But I think ultimately they've had more coach uh, sort of input. Yeah, so rather course, yeah. yeah. So they're in groups of like you know ten as opposed to groups of twenty for a mm. short period of time. But the quality over the quantity really. Yeah, that right, has, yeah. and that that did help, and it's pushed on, and we did um, sort of uh, win more, more, add more national champions. Uh, after that, but it's probably a few different reasons, but I, I would put that down to partly the reason, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. No, I fully agree. It's, it's also because obviously, um, the team of coaches have also grown now, but they, um, the which obviously gives it more attention, isn't it? And it's and we're able to, able to move the boxes around and give the ones more attention that have got competition coming up and everything like that. So it works really well, doesn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Cool. So let's, let's talk about our members that we've got at the club. Like we've got a lot of members, haven't we? Like if you want to, like obviously I don't want to suck eggs as such, but obviously I'm interviewing you. I know the answers to most of these questions. But um, so talking about our members, like what what because um, we do a lot of community sessions as well, don't we? So like if you want to just talk about the members and the competing boxes that we've got, like numbers wise and and different programs that we've got running. Yeah, um, so in the last, again, in the last sort of probably three, four years, we've really sort of um, become uh, sort of more used during the day in terms of the mm-hmm. gym was more evenings and that was it. But as I said, we've, you know, going through for like Sport England funding and stuff like that, um, we've had to sort of prove that we are, you know, working in a community. And then so we've looked at ways that we can do that. Um, so, yeah, we, we put... Uh, grassroots on Saturday mornings, which is n- totally non-contact. Um, it's actually uh, run by some of our lot more experienced boxers, um, mm. and then you know the coaches support them as well. Then and we have like different age groups. Then um, we have obviously we've got our intermediate sessions on Monday, Wednesdays, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday we have the carded sessions for juniors afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. Tuesday, Thursday, we have uh, keep fit seniors, 
and then carded. Um, and on a Friday, seniors come in after juniors. So, mm. um, also uh, Parkinson's class um, yeah. during the week on a Thursday, I believe. And they have, is it Wednesday mornings? They have like the community Yeah, we do box fit. Community do, box yeah, fit. Yeah, do the community box fitness on a Wednesday morning. So it's like, maybe, you know, it sort of lends itself. I think it's like a half nine starts. So it's after the school run. So lends yeah. itself to sort of, you know, uh, people who are either not in employment or um, mums who have dropped off, uh, mums or dads who have dropped off at school and they can do a workout there. And um, I think there's a couple of schools who do, like PE sessions. Um, yeah, we've got Robert Napier in at the moment, and uh, GFC School, the the um, the pro that's attached to Gillingham Football Club. Yeah, so um, yeah, so reaching out to a lot of different, I said parts of the community, which is um, this is brilliant for the community and good for the club. Yeah, no, that's right. No, I fully agree. It is making us, um, it's it's <clears throat> puts us in a different different standing, doesn't it? And it helps everyone out, doesn't it? Because also, uh, what a lot of people don't may not know about St Mary's is that we're the we're the only charity boxing club in Medway, aren't we? We're a complete charity, and like, yes. every single every single penny that goes into that club is is reinvested back into the kids, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And then um, we we sort of. Um, we're from a different sort of uh, perspective where we like we don't we we don't do like unlicensed or white collar um, mm. events. We try and work with community events. Yeah, so it's all um, all amateur. Um, so yeah, we've got we're the only said registered charity. Every all the subs that come in, I said, is invested directly back into I said um, the club and travel into competitions and. Because uh, we don't ask, like you know, boxers for uh, travel money, like in terms of diesel. If we've got travel to Liverpool, yeah, um, we won't say, oh yeah, the, you know, we've uh, had boxers come from other clubs and they've said that they've been asked to contribute. Which some clubs may, you know, may, but a big thing of us is that we try not to ask. Um, we don't try not to ask for a sort of contribution towards getting them to about on the yeah. bus. So yeah. that's all sort of uh, paid for. Um, we've probably got about. I'd say all in all, each week we probably have a hundred people like footfall. Yeah. I'd say within the club, like we sort of come through the doors and stuff. So, uh, you know, it's quite a decent amount of the local community getting serviced. Yeah, no, absolutely, no, fully agree. It's um, it's a great little club. I've only been there, I think, three years. I've been there, haven't I? Now at, at the club since I moved over from Seven Oaks and. Um, yeah, no, it was one of the best decisions I made for my career, basically. It was uh, joined a, an awesome team of coaches and um, a great team of boxers, dedicated boxers. Yeah. It's, it's really good. No, it's a great club. The um, so, so what challenges have you faced since being a part of St Mary's Boxing Club? What challenges have you faced? Um, well, there's a, there's a saying, actually, when I think about it, when I think I was just starting to coach and then there was quite, there was a fair few sort of coaches at that, like more, more dad coaches. Yeah. And then, you know, but, and then someone remarked, I said, uh, I think it was, uh, it was Matt Bell who'd done my level two coach, coaching course. And he said, oh, so there he's got loads of coaches at the moment, like sort of laughing. Uh, and, and he said, uh, he said, no, to be fair though, he said, um, cause I think we had, it was in the championships, but, we, I think we turned up, we had like four coaches there, obviously only two or three. Yeah. 
but I was kind of there as an assistant, just sort of like to support, but I had my tracksuit on. Yeah. And, um, and he said, yeah, oh, you've got more coaches on, more coaches than boxers today. And he laughed. And then he went, oh, do you know what, though, actually? He said, it's harder to get good coaches than good boxers. And I remember I thought to myself, hmm, that sounds a bit funny. Surely you could just get, co- you know, it, mm. it's harder to bring through good boxers. And he was like, and then, but he said, no, because obviously everyone to get people to volunteer is, is not an easy thing. And so I've learned as I've gone on, I said, it's, you know, it's a difficult thing to do. A lot of them, um, they've, their parents, a lot of them, and if their boxer or their, their child stops boxing, then, you know, fair enough, eventually they sort of drift away. Mm. So that's a challenge sometimes when you've got quite a lot of boxers that need help to um, keep hold of said, uh, sort of basically the, the dads who are coaches. Yeah. Because a lot yeah. of them will just drift away. Um, yeah. So that, that's a nat- natural problem, isn't it? Yeah, that is a challenge getting ones that, you know. But, um, but no, so we've got a good team now. So I think we've got about eight registered coaches I think three senior coaches and five uh, who work with seniors yeah five work four I think we've got seven yeah four and three four yeah, junior coaches right. like, and they're all um, in a, um, nearly all level twos we've got one level one I think we've got about so one level one I think we've got five no 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 four level twos and then we've got two level three coaches which is one is myself and the other one is uh, yourself, one, yeah, right? yeah, no, nice, decent right. mix of all helping each other out and stuff like that. I've got a really good team, but that is is a problem. I said, um, sort of when the boxer stops boxing, keeping hold of coaches that are parents, but yeah, no, we're doing okay at the moment. No, we're, we're doing all right, aren't we? We're, we're on the we're on nice and steady at the moment, aren't we? So, yeah, no, it's good. I'm looking forward to getting back to it. I don't know about you, but it's nice. It's nice. Um, it was nice, like, first couple of weeks of, of isolation. It was nice to have a break from boxing because it's so full on. Um, but now we're past them couple of weeks. I'm starting to get uh, itchy knuckles, as they say. I'm, I'm missing sport massively and, uh, and coaching and just being in the gym with the general banter and laughs that we have. Yes. No, no, no. It's, it's difficult. We're trying to keep in contact. We've got like a boxers group and we've got a parents group and mm. we're posting sort of some exercise ideas and just trying yeah. to keep in contact because it was at the time we just had our show, which is quite good because at one point yeah, we, we, was touch and go. we had a couple of yeah. pullouts on the show um, and we didn't know whether we was going to go ahead with it, but we thought mm. let's try and get it done. And it was a good show we had. We had um, and a great turnout, didn't we? Considering yeah, like, it was just, just before the just pandemic, before, wasn't it? Just it already sort of started, but it was just before yeah. everything the shutdown basically. Yeah, uh, it was on the fourteenth of March, and so by like the you know that week, like the Monday when it was a week after everything went shut down, didn't it? Yeah, we were, we were wondering if if England boxing were going to send us an email to say that no shows were allowed to be run because I think I think it was because there was a lot of the difference in the weeks of when people were shutting down I think it was the week of our show yeah. that the whole of the Irish Boxing Association completely closed down didn't they and yeah. um, and we were like oh no is this is this happening is this going to happen to us but we managed to get through it didn't we and then uh, and then everything everything got put on stop yeah. And then it stalled, and obviously we there was, we had uh, several boxers getting ready for um, you know championships. We had a boxer in the 
the reigning champion Enrico Talmay, who had the mm. semi-finals of the junior ABAs um, and semis in the finals of the week. A couple of weeks after, that's obviously on hold. Yeah. Um, we had uh, several that were going to go in the schools championships, and that's obviously gone now. They're, they've cancelled that, haven't they? Yeah, completely. yeah, they've cancelled so completely. They're going to finish the juniors, aren't they? Is it the, the youth's already done, aren't they? Um, and then they're going to run the the development seniors alongside, well, the rest of the elites alongside the development championships, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah. that was it. Was a shame because we had a few like in box cups as well. Hull, we were playing in Bristol and mm. East Midlands for different boxes of different abilities and stuff. Yeah. So, but they were all gonna, they were all gonna, you know, be inclusive. And the Harringay, that's been cancelled. Yeah, now, isn't it? so it sort of it's it's put a stop. And we was we had a good show and we was gonna push on and hopefully have a really good finish to the season with a lot of our like developing boxers. Yeah. Had you, had you, um, I don't know if you had the chance because obviously you're the one that out of all of us that keeps, keeps the hand on it. Did you, did you know off the top of your head or if you managed to get it done before, before we broke up, do do you know how many bouts we've had this season? Because oh, I've been in the gym for about three weeks. Yeah, no, so I've got it all yeah. on the whiteboard in the gym. Yeah, yeah. I think we were, we passed, we definitely passed 50. Yeah, we were okay. probably on like, especially after our show, we were probably like late fifties. Yeah, yeah, because um, no, yeah, we, we we average just over hundred bouts a season, don't we? Sometimes I think was it two seasons ago we had a hundred and thirty odd, wasn't it? I think we had on hundred and eighteen either last hundred and eighteen before, um, maybe hundred and twenty is like yeah. the, the highest we've gone. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, it is, um, and this is like the business end of the season, so. I was, Looking forward to seeing where we're going to get, and um, you know, in terms of like bout numbers, because that's the main thing: getting boxers out, yeah, and out boxing. But that's obviously a problem for this this um, this this season. But yeah, it's been a bit of an issue, and also, but like one of the others, which you sometimes have. But we're keeping in contact. We've got a parent group, which is really good because uh, parents I said can be an issue um, in terms of you know wanting to do too much of them outside mm. the gym. But um, we try and work with them and give them that. Because um, some clubs don't, you know, we've been doing, they're not allowed in. Um, yeah. club, but we allow them to come in and uh, stuff like that. But it's just, um, we have generally have good relationships with the parents, but it, sometimes they get a bit overzealous and uh, want them to almost do too much or, yeah, substitute running for pad work at home. So yeah, which don't really work. Um, we don't find, but yeah, no. Generally, it's the sort of main two challenges: keeping uh, mm. older coaches um, when their their child stops boxing. Yeah, and sometimes you know parents and stuff trust. You know, yeah. getting trust there. Yeah, so we've had quite a few, as we were mentioned earlier, we've had quite a few champions, haven't we? Come through the club, like not uh, not just in recent times, but. Um, like long before ours, there was there was champions, wasn't there? Like we got Johnny Armour, who went on to win a world title, haven't we? He came through St Mary's. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Did you train alongside Johnny? No, no. Like he's 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 older than me. Is he, oh, yeah. No, is he along? No, no. I don't mean as in like teammate, but was he not still boxing when you first oh, came yes. in the gym or anything? Yes. Um. He was a pro then. He'd he'd won yeah. a European title because he won the senior ABAs and then he turned pro. Yeah. So yeah, not, when I started boxing, and you know I'd had a few, but he was um he was a pro. And he, at that point, he was sort of uh, 
not based in Liverpool, but his manager is in Liverpool. And he was, oh, okay. But he used to train down, do his base training, because he lives in Chatham, not yeah. far from the club. So he'd do, there was a time that he would do his base training, um, even sometimes during the day when I was at college. And if I had a day yeah. off of college, um, like, because you don't go five days a week, mm. uh, I used to go to college and have a couple of days off. I would sometimes go and do some um, sparring with him. Oh, okay. Oh, you sparred with him, did you? Yeah, when I, I was about seventeen. He, he was yeah. probably he's probably ten years older than me. Yeah, but no, he's probably a bit more actually. He's probably about thirty. He was, yeah. um, I think, he was going for WBU bantamweight uh, champion. Yeah, and at the time, I was uh, like sort of uh, fifty-seven kilos, so I was a bit heavier than him, but obviously he was a lot mm. older. But I loved, he was a gentleman, um, and because you know he hit me some really good body shots, but. He didn't ever yeah. try and take a liberty. You know, he, as a boxer, you know when someone's trying to, you know, really try and take their open liberty. up. Yeah. But yeah, it was really good. It was, it was nice to sort of share a ring with him and stuff like that. And he, he taught me a few things. And uh, Yeah, no, yeah. awesome. Also, Ian John Lewis, who's gone on to be one of the top referees in the world. He came through St Mary's, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's so Ian John uh, Lewis said so he's still local and obviously really doing well with his refereeing. He boxed for the... Uh, so we had Tom Dallas after that. Tom Dallas, he yeah. The ABA Super Everett final. He was winning it against, um, I think, got two. Yeah, David Price, wasn't it? One of them was David Price. And then the next year, he boxed Chisora, but he was actually yeah, winning against Chisora. And um, in going into the last round, and Chisora, you know, as we know, Chisora yeah. keeps coming. And I think he pegged him back. He, he lost on points in the end. Like, but I think yeah. he, was, he was actually one round away from... Um, you know, winning the, the senior ABA title, and, uh, we didn't quite get there. I oh, know, it was unfortunate. He ended up, um, ended up boxing. Was it? Was it either the? It was at Madison Square Gardens, wasn't it, against Charles Martin, didn't he? Yes, yeah. He drafted over there to box Charles Martin, so he got he boxed in America as well. So yeah, now some good, some very good boxers come through St Mary's, isn't there? Yeah, so it's a bit yeah. of um, see, I don't know. In the area, I said it is sort of. Uh, it's quite popular mm. um, in the area, and people like to have a go. And even if they only have a few bouts, a lot of people go through the club at some point. Um, yeah, no, that's right. So it's no, a bit of an area that, that that's good. get a lot in. It's going to be interesting following the careers of um, of both Louise Orton and and now Carol will tell me that that turned professional. It'd be interesting to see how they how they get on now. And uh, best of luck to both of them. Yeah, no, I said definitely. I said Louise won the senior ABA female title last year. Um, Carol obviously won the the youth Olympics, and he's decided to turn pro. Um, so yeah, hopefully they they both do really well. They're both uh, still. Like want to be based at the club and training in times mm. that are not club times. Yeah, which is quite a big thing for us, really, because we need we are an amateur club and yeah. we want to have that safeguarded. So um, they're going to, you know, they want to train around those times. So hopefully they do well and we'll we'll support them um, in their in their quest to reach the top in the program. Yeah, no, it'd be good, wouldn't it? So, what's the um, in your view? What's the club's long term goals? Um, long-term goals for the club, I said, well, to me, it just means sort of uh, legacy and yeah. like safe, basically safeguarding the club um, mm. because we've got, uh, we had a new landlord, I said, just when I started coaching actually, um, and it was uh, an old lady used to own it and then 
she passed away and we thought it was going to be in, you know, left to St Mary's, but it, it wasn't. Anyway, so we've got a decent relationship with the um, the new owner, but we've got a lease and, you know, it's not a long-term thing because yeah, it's, you know, they could probably make, he's a, you know, a businessman and can make more money as something else other than a boxing club. So yeah. we've, we've, we've looked down funding streams and, and stuff like that. Been awarded, said, uh, some funds towards said a new build. We bought land, fundraised. I said I was one of the organisers of that a few years ago. Um, mm-hmm. We bought our own land, which is close to the club, so it'd be, that was important to us as well to be still part of the same area. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully we're going to be. Um, we've got planning permission. We just need to we get some quotes for builds and stuff like that, and building a new a new club uh, only about half a mile from where we are. So that and then. The thing with that is, we will. It would be St Mary's that owned it, as opposed to renting yeah. somewhere. That's a big thing for me. And that's going to yeah, keep the legacy of the club yeah, forever. So, so obviously, there'll still be running costs, but we'll be able to keep the subs down because we pride ourselves on the subs being like really, like as low as possible and lower, yeah. pretty much lower than you know the other clubs. Yeah, I said most clubs that you know sort of semi businesses and stuff like that and sort of mm. profit. We try and. You, we keep the subs as low as possible. And if we own our own building, then we'll um, be able to hopefully keep that. And then one yeah. day when I'm not there no more, I wouldn't have to worry that, it, you know, they might have, um, you know, it might... Close its doors or anything. Yeah. yeah. Live, live beyond all of us. Then, exactly. That's, 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 the, that's the goal, isn't it? There's not many clubs have that, like a, a legacy in terms of they own their own building, like, because, yeah. of, you know, loads of really good clubs over the years have had to fold because new new um, owners come in, put the rent up, want to sort of, yeah. and they just make, well, it'd be, it's been a big part of my life and it'd be so disappointing if that happens. So for me, That's champions, it. it's brilliant to have champions and stuff like that. But the most important thing is um, the legacy of the club and it, being sort of self-sufficient and yeah, especially as it's hundred years old now, isn't it? We want one that it's in our hands to make sure that 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 uh, the best of our abilities to keep that going, isn't it? Ah, no, definitely. Mm. No, good stuff. So, what's your future coaching goals? Have you got where? Where would you? What's your ambitions as a coach? Um, a way like maybe not necessarily even like what we're doing so much now, but um, what what would you like to do in your coaching career that you still haven't achieved? Um, well, I suppose I'd like to, you know, keep doing what I'm doing to a certain extent, even though things, things kind of change. Like um, when I was younger, I didn't have any you know, children or anything. Now I've got a young family. I can't, I, you know, I was down there like, you know, four sometimes five times a week which I can't yeah. I can't do that anymore but I, so I'll yeah. sort of rely on the the other, some of the other coaches to sort of uh sort of step in etc um so personally obviously I've been I've, I've achieved quite a lot already as as quite a young coach in terms of um national champions I've probably worked like closely with probably 10 10 national yeah. champions which is you know, a massive achievement I've done um, done some work with England England coaching the juniors mm-hmm. uh, I remember I did a selection camp which was really good for the Europeans and then we had to select boxers and justify if they could win a medal and I remember yeah. I had um, a little bit of a uh, we had a conference call and um, they were sort of saying because they got to invest like a lot you know quite a lot of money 
they had to sort of justify it. And there was one boxer who was his weight wasn't great, and you know he wasn't the fittest because they had to do all the fitness tests. And I said he's not a runner. I think he'll be on weight because they, they were running an iron with it to take him. I said, yeah. but he's not a runner, but he is a boxer. And my experience on yeah, basically on the club circuit, I knew this boxer and I'd seen him do really well. Yeah. I said, I think that you should take him. Uh, we weren't mm. even, we weren't going to it, but we were part of the selection process. And anyway, yeah. so I sort of put my neck out a little bit, and then um, the boy went and uh, he actually won a bronze medal. His name was uh, yeah. yeah Levi Coates. Said, so, uh, oh yeah, yeah. he actually won a bronze medal, and I think there was only two of them who actually medalled, and he was one of them. Yeah, I think they took five yeah. or six boxers, and um, and this was say like you know a few years ago, and we weren't doing so well at Europeans and that, and um, yeah, I said. Uh, so that was quite that was quite nice. Um, but yeah, yeah, with me in terms of my my sort of goals, I said I've had like quite a lot of national success, uh, international. You know, it, one day I'd probably like to go back into the fold at some point. It's not an immediate yeah. goal of mine because I've got on with yeah. my my full time job teaching PE and then also coaching at the club. That's my main goal. Yeah, and I've had a bit of a taste of it, so that's quite. Um, but I tell you one, if I had to say one thing, um. My um my parents were born in um uh, the Caribbean. Um, my mum was born in Saint Lucia, and my dad was born in Dominica. And um, they both came here as children. They speak with English accents, etc. So you know, effectively yeah. British. And I see myself as British as well. But um, I remember I watched uh, Commonwealth Games once, and it was boxing, and it was a uh, Scott Fitzgerald was boxing. Uh, so it was a couple of um Commonwealths away. Uh, way mm. and he boxed it. and the next thing he's coming in so I'm like oh yeah Scott yeah I, I know his dad I coached I did England coaching with his dad David mm. Fitzgerald good coach and I was like yeah, yeah I really support him then they come in the next corner and we come out and it was a boxer from St Lucia which is where my mum was born and yeah. I was like oh right I was like yeah team England sort of thing because um, and then it went on and Scott was really on top and um, and he ended up stopping the solution, but it's, it's a small island in the Caribbean. Yeah. And I remember I felt like quite sorry for him because I thought, oh, he, he looked quite raw, to be honest. And he, yeah. thought he wasn't yeah. in the same league. And then I, I think yeah. as a coach, I was thinking, and I, I do know a few coaches who have been out to different islands in the Caribbean and kind of yeah. coaches, like English coaches. And I thought, do you know what? And they haven't got no family links there or haven't, you know, like they're yeah. English coaches who have just gone over there and done a bit. And I, I think, one day I would like to um, see if I could sort of, you know, put something a bit back into sort of the motherland, so, so to speak. Uh, yeah. You know, one day, probably, you know, in quite a few years when I'm sort of semi-retired or something like yeah. that. It's not something I think would fit at the moment with a young family. But yeah, if I could, you know, do my, one day do my AE bar sort of, um, so I could do international corners and do some coaching out there and, maybe help them prepare for like Commonwealth Games and that sort of thing. For a championship, and, uh, yeah, no, the, that'd be uh, good. Caribbean Games and stuff like yeah. that. Um, yeah, me and you have had that conversation before, haven't we? I remember we we, we discussed this before. Oh, have we? I'd forgotten, actually. Yeah, well, when we were at the Harringay, we had this conversation when we were walking back from the CAF, our morning breakfast, we had that conversation. Oh, I remember, I remember the CAF, but I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> I bet you remember the CAF all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coach's diet. <laughs> yeah, that's it, the coach's diet. Up to Weatherspoons in Harringay and uh, then we'll go into a little Yeah, that's another challenge, we? actually. Like, um, you said about challenges earlier. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> keeping your weight down. Um, As a coach, yeah, yeah so no, that's box, bloody right. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. You know, but when you're always on the go, just grabbing something on the mm-hmm. week, you can't um, eat healthy. So it's actually, and when you're coaching all the time, it's it's hard to find time to actually train yourself because that's the last yeah. thing you want to do after you've been padding everyone, watching sparring, is to actually do a session yourself, which is, uh, yeah sounds yeah. a bit strange, but it is actually true. No, but it's true. Yeah, no, of course it is. The amount of hours that are put in, isn't it? That's right. But you've managed to get out for a few runs, haven't you, in this isolation? Yeah, yeah, I've had to do it. I said, um, you know, sort of keep some sanity and that. And been sort of trying to go every other day, really. And the days I'm not yeah. running, I'm sort of doing like, doing like family walks and stuff like that. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. it is good to just just totally de-stress on your own. That's it, go out on your own, yeah. I go I go out in the mornings, I go out for a walk, I can't run anymore because my hips are busted, but the um, but I go out for a nice walk about half six every morning just on my own and then like, we, like, my, I get out the woods across the road with me, with Emma and uh, Archie in the afternoon, but that walk in the morning is... It's absolutely beautiful. We just switch off, put me put me podcast on, and just walk walk. A, I do probably about three four mile walk. It's lovely. Oh, nice, nice. Mm, no, it's definitely de stressing. It's bloody brilliant. It's great. But um, so yeah, let's move on to the last bit. We've been going forty minutes, so we will move on to the last bit. Is um, what, another good reason for getting you on the podcast was obviously you're a school teacher, and I've obviously worked with you um, with your previous school that you were at. Um, and just want it, like your opinions of boxing in schools. Oh yeah, I said uh, yeah, boxing in schools is it's uh, very good and it's getting more and more popular in terms of the non-contact sort of stuff. Mm. Every school I've worked at, I've done some form of boxing coaching. And it's always gone down well in terms of like fitness, GCSE, PE. They can get assessed yeah. in you know amateur boxing, so um, I've sort of been able to do that. And then also, I said with uh, Olympia, your organisation, um, you approached me in my last school, and I work in a, I worked in, a, well, I still do work in, a, but it's a different special needs school. Um, yeah. Uh, regarding, I said coming in doing some sessions um, with with our guys, and sometimes it's good to have an, a different face uh, come yeah. in. Yeah. And um, yeah, they've done lots of sessions. I said they've they've, they've always gone well. I said it. Yeah. it some of the learners, especially in the special needs schools, they might struggle with team, like if they've got ASD autism, they might struggle socially in a team setting. But with um, the boxing sessions, a lot of it, even though you're in pairs, but it's not like they've got, mm. they haven't got to wait for someone to pass them a football or, or you know, they've got, got no. to do it themselves. They're kind of, it, and it's really good, obviously, for fitness um, and calms some of them down. So, no, it's always been really positive. Yeah, it's accessible for all of them, isn't it? Especially like, like when we talk about like the students that you you have, like SEN students. Um, it's an accessible sport for everyone as well, isn't it? Because you don't have to be the best. You don't have to be fast. You don't. It doesn't matter if you're fast, slow, strong, or weak, or anything like that. Um, any ability can put the gloves on and um and, and hit the pads and stuff, can't? Yeah, they? no, definitely. It's a lot of other sort mm. of like um you know, uh, within PE lessons and stuff, it might be that there's a winner, there's a loser, which a lot of, lot of students yeah. struggle with. Um, but with that, there are little um, mini competitions, but a lot of it is in pairs, sort of doing basic pad work. So they're just yeah, sort of working just... on their coordinations and stuff as well. Yeah, it? so no, it's always, always been good. Yeah. And... 
Yeah, no, good stuff, mate. All right, then, buddy. Well, we've been going 42 minutes. I think that's been a, a good time. Like, if there's, um, just before we sign off, is there, like, if anyone wanted to get in contact with you, like, discuss boxing or follow St. Mary's and stuff like that, where, where would you direct them? Um, okay, yeah, there's, we've got a website, St. Mary's ABC. .co.uk, I believe, but if you put Google St. Mary's Boxing Club chat and it would come up. Um, yeah. So we've got that and we've got a Facebook page, St. Mary's ABC. Um, I think, yeah, I think they're the main bits. Uh, so then they will have like mm-hmm. information on training times. The the website's the one that's probably got the most information on training times and then phone numbers. For yeah, Coach Craig's done a good job. He's done, he's, he's done a really good, he's, good job. He's right, he's right on top of that. Now, this is what, the uploading all the this time. is what you need. This is why it's really good. Mm-hmm. I've got like quite a large team and like people, because sometimes when there's less of you, I, a lot of like, I used to sort out the website and that, but on top of coaching a lot, I said, you know, I've done matchmaking, etc., etc. It gets, it gets too much sometimes. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm. It's really good. I said, likes of Craig and Austin, Aaron, and that. I said, well, and everyone. I said, all the coaches. Yeah, spreading the load. Yeah. Isn't it? We've got a good, we've got a good committee now as well, haven't we? Like that spreads the load and takes a lot of takes a lot of um, workload off of the coaches as well. Yeah, it? that's another thing that I've really wanted as well to make it less coach led. When we started the committee, mm. when, I, when I first started coaching, um, started the committee, but it was mainly basically it was a coaching group. But I've got yeah, one that yeah. says, um, and I, you know, and I've approached a couple of people to get involved in the committee who are not coaches. And now yeah. we've got in a place where we've we've put a chairman, I said, in there who's who's not a coach at all, and um, even the the vice chairman, I said, they are they're not involved directly with the coaching of the club no. boxes because. Same as our secretary and our funding officer. Neither, yeah, neither of them either. So there, as well. are, there is a coach's voice on there. There are several coaches on there, but mm. you know, and I, I just think it's better, less pressure, and uh, so the coaches yeah. can focus on coaching mainly, even though they're involved in the committee. But um, it's yeah. not too coach-led because then, otherwise, you know, there's always different perspectives that everyone's got. And it's good to have not. Yeah, coaches. it's healthy, isn't it? It's healthy because they can they can overlook and and then um, make decisions on on things that the coaches might be um, in disagreement with and like stuff like that. They can make the final decisions then, can't they? As yeah, well. yeah. It's not all down to the coaches, and then sometimes yeah. they see it from a different perspective, be impartial, look at the facts as opposed to yeah, you know, relationships between coaches and stuff like that. So, no, I think we're in a, mm. definitely in a, in a healthy position moving forward. So, yeah, fingers crossed we can get there. Yeah. Long may it continue, mate. Long may it continue. Yeah. All right then, mate. Well, yeah, no, thank you for coming on. It was great to get you on and uh, and talk about the great club that we're both um, privileged to be a part of. And, um, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get back to it soon if everyone starts listening to the guidelines and stays indoors. We stop this spread of this bastard of a virus and um and we can get back to having some fun yeah no, definitely so yeah stay safe yeah. all right mate well yeah nice one thanks for coming on you and yours stay safe hope everyone's well give love to amelia and the kids and um and we shall see you soon buddy yeah. all right no, take care wayne Good, mate. nice one Bye. cheers pal Ta-da. Bye. 
So there we have it. I think that was a great podcast. It was great to hear, listen to Jerome's story um, as a boxer before he was a, before he became a coach and, and his journey into coaching and what he's achieved now. Um, safe to say Jerome's a, a very good coach and uh, he was he obviously boxed at a very good level, like especially with the like the claim to fame that he can always say that's in his locker that he boxed a world champion, a future world champion, and Darren Barker. So it'd be interesting. Um, it's great and it'd be interesting to see how much further Jerome can go in his own coaching career and uh, helping the club produce more more champions. So if you'd like to if you'd like to follow us or if you'd like to get in contact with any of us um, at Olympia Boxing, then our website is www.olympiaboxing.co.uk. We are on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Olympia Boxing CIC. Our Twitter and Instagram handles are at Olympia Boxing. And if you could do us the great honour of rating and reviewing this podcast wherever you wherever you're listening it to that would be very much appreciated because this is this will enable us to widen our audience and reach out to more people which is always uh, good for everyone and um, we can share more stories also we are still looking for we're always looking for new podcast guests so if there's any coaches out there that would like to come on and talk about their journey as a boxer and and the great work that they're doing within their club and that their club's doing in the community please get in contact as well as professional boxers amateur boxers anyone that or anyone in any kind of community sport please get in contact if you'd like to come on the podcast have a nice friendly chat and just talk about community sport and and boxing itself and everything then get in contact guys so hopefully we'll speak to you next week we'll have another great guest everyone enjoy the rest of their week and have a good day see you later